The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by my listeners on Patreon. Become a member of our sex-positive discussion groups for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the sister wives, daddy doms, and motherfuckers. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 welcome to a very special episode of the show. Uh, Do not skip forward. If you're one of those people who skips the intro, this is not a good time to do it. I promise there are no housekeeping or business stuff, no show dates, uh, no fan whore appreciation moments, no ad read in the intro, but there is uh, some explanation of what you're going to hear. If you skip this, it's going to be very confusing. As many of y'all know, uh, I did a live show in Oakland, California a couple months ago. And you're only just hearing it now. The live show was with my youngest sister, Kelly. I thought it would be fun to have an open and honest conversation, uh, you know, in front of an audience with my sisters. I asked both of them. Only one agreed to do the show. For the last five plus years, I've been having these open and honest conversations with regular, everyday, ordinary women, past partners of mine. So I thought nothing of it to do the same thing with my little sister. I mean, even the the previous live shows I've done have been with a panel of my exes, right? So I was like, why is it going to be any different? I figured I could do what my other guest today, uh, Effie Blue, brilliantly describes as hotwire intimacy. I thought I'd be able to do that with Kelly because it's the thing that I'm apparently pretty good at. Kelly and I don't really have much of a relationship, and you'll hear more about that during the show. And so maybe it was a maybe it was a bit of a tall order to try to really jumpstart that that relationship in front of a paid audience recorded for thousands and thousands of people later. So to to put it succinctly, you know, the show was a bit of a train wreck. Did not go very well. And I I, won't, I can't blame Kelly for not being a performer or not being used to having an intimate conversation in front of strangers. That's fair, because we barely have those intimate conversations privately. Okay, not going to blame her for that. But I was disappointed. So I asked uh, you know my friend and rela- professional relationship counselor, Effie Blue, to come on back to the show and listen through with me. So we played a game, uh, I, I, you know, I'm a hundred percent stealing from love it or leave it. And we played, okay, stop where at any point during the conversation, you know, one of us says, okay, stop. And we had a little chat about what we just uh, heard. We ask each other some questions. Um, there are questions about me. There's commentary about Kelly. There's thoughts about my relationship with Kelly. So that's what you're about to listen to. Uh, and if the name Effie Blue sounds familiar, it's because it is. Uh, she's been on the show before. She recently had a Patreon bonus episode, which is available to all of my $5 and up members. Uh, that came out last month. But she was also uh, on the podcast years ago, episode 95, 
titled Conscious Uncoupling, Polyamory, and Custom Relationships. Uh, If you end up digging Effie on this show and you haven't heard that one, I recommend episode 95. I also recommend checking out Effie Blue on the internet at effieblue.com. She also has her own interview uh, podcast series called The Curious Fox Podcast, which is available wherever you're listening to this bad boy. Uh, A few technical notes before uh, we move forward and get to the show. Uh, One, Effie and I recorded alone in a living room on my regular mic so that so that sound quality is going to be what you're used to uh the audio from the live show is done with like different mics in a live show atmosphere so you are going to hear a difference in uh audio quality just a little bit it's not bad also we do skip forward at times uh in the raw audio so you are not hearing the entire live show raw recording and that's honestly for your benefit We skipped through a lot of giggles. I'll just say that much. But I did not edit out anything that was unfair. I did not edit anything to make someone seem a certain way. I didn't uh, take out stuff that makes me look bad or that makes Kelly look good or anything like that. Just in case you get confused at times, you know, if it sounds like we fast forwarded, it's because we did. Lastly, there's a bit of a monkey wrench that I threw into the live show um, in Oakland. I brought with me on stage 20 numbered manila envelopes filled with TMI facts about Billy. And in the beginning of the show, I auctioned off a squeaky toy and the woman who won it at any point in the show, she could squeeze it and shout out a number. And Kelly and I would pause whatever we were talking about and read one of these TMI facts. I've, I've clipped out all of that. Uh, partially because it's a bit distracting from the conversation I have with Effie, but also because uh, I am putting it out today as a free bonus episode on Patreon. That's free, as in no money, no credit card needed. So if you dig what you're hearing, if you want to hear those TMI facts, if you want to hear Kelly's reactions to those TMI facts, you can hear that bonus episode for free at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. You can click the posts tab and it should be right at the top or there will be a link at the top of the about section. I do think I learned, uh, you know, quite a bit about myself from this, you know, both as a brother uh, and as a host and just a bit as like a person. So normally we listen, uh, you know, to hear why Billy is bad at dating, but let's now hear why Billy's maybe not great at being a brother. Let's get to... uh, the Man War Podcast Family Night, live from Oakland, with some commentary from Effie Blue. As we age, our bodies are changing. Certain parts need more support than they used to. Other areas are getting a little sore or faster. And that's why it's important to make sex more comfortable. And that's where Liberator comes in. Liberator has been making fuck furniture to make sex more comfortable, more pleasurable, and last longer for decades. Their best-selling wedge ramp combo gets you in the right positions just a little easier, just a little bit more comfortable, which means you're ready to be in that position longer and harder. And you can get 40% off Liberator's wedge ramp combo when you use promo code MANHOR at liberator.com. 
or you can click the link at the top of the notes to go right to the product. Again, 40% off their best-selling wedge ramp combo with promo code MANHOR, or you can just browse around liberator.com and upgrade your sex life today. Uh, and then my, my justification is like, you know what? It's that I'm not going to have a heat. Sh- I love you all, but I'm not going to have a heat stroke for you. I'm not going to sit here in my own ball sweat for the just for perfect audio. Like yes, people yes. can handle it. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> but we're back with. Uh, so this is you've heard the intro. I've explained what we're doing here. Probably uh, Effie Blue, everybody. Hey. Hi, Billy. How are you? I'm good. I am hot, but you have this adorable puppy. That, I do. Uh, it's going to be my comfort animal. During yes. This possibly he, uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's fa- and he is, he is an official comfort animal. Oh. He's an emotional support dog. So. Wait, he's been well trained in being cute and fluffy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you will see in a minute any distress, he'll come and sit with you. I've genuinely thought the whole support animal thing is like kind of bogus, mm. but this particular dog, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm actually feeling better when I pet. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> He's magical. Yeah. So I've already explained to everybody, you know, why we're here. Mm-hmm. But what? What? Let's just tell them again who you are. What sure. are your? What do you do? What are your credentials? Why are you qualified <laughs> to uh, hold hold me uh, to moderate this? Sure. Uh, first of all, I think um, we're friends, so mm-hmm. I think it's a good start. Uh, and then in terms of what I do, so I'm a relationship coach. Um, I predominantly work with people who are curious about transitioning into or have hit a roadblock in open relationships. Mm. Um, so most of the time I'm working with um, couples who are considering opening up. Uh, I also work with people who are solo, who are seeking non-monogamous relationships. And then every now and then I get involved with my friends' relationships of all sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Most could... epically, the conscious uncoupling part of your throat. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I have. I am known for throwing a conscious uncoupling party to um, a couple of my very good friends, uh, who went really well. Who we're also friends, so it worked. Um, I also got. In, I get involved with um, some family stuff, which mm-hmm. I know that that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I am generally interested in relationships, human relationships, and although I focus on romantic relationships and non-monogamy, I think relationships are relationships. Um, mm-hmm. I think we are, as humans, are built to connect in a certain way, and we choose those connections with different people, and they manifest differently. But the, I think the mechanics of a relationship is pretty much the same across the board. Yeah, uh, and that's why I even wanted to do this show in the first place. Was you know I think we forget that familial relationships are relationships just like friendships and fuck buddies and romantic partners absolutely and uh and and i what are some of the things that you where some of the other crossovers you find between familial relationships and these other ones that we normally are so stressed we're so we're usually so stressed like how do i talk to my partner how do i do this and then the same tools as talking to your dad sure yeah 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 so let me blow your mind a little bit um in fact those familial relationships are the first relationships that we know and they write our model for relationships in the first place. Mm. So think about it this way. When, you, when the human infant is born, um, it's a blob. It doesn't really know. It can't really take care of itself. Uh, it's like a, a, a crying, uh, shitting, eating, and nothing else blob um, who can't do anything in the world. And uh, as a part of that, uh, survival system what we do know is to survive right so we're born um, old brain our reptile brain our amygdala is essentially programmed to survive as a part of that survival um, one a big instinct is to belong to attach because we know that as an as a, as a newborn we are uh, incapable of taking care of ourselves mm. so we are there to to bond to connect to make those first um uh, attachments and that's often with our primary caregivers for most of us that's a mom and a dad right mm. and within that connection comes the first relationship 
So that first relationship to your mom, to your dad, to your immediate family are the, are, are the foundations of relationships for the future. So any kind of connection that you have, that you've built within your home is the foundations and the, I call it the code, like the operating system code yeah. for relationships. So you take a lot of that learning and you apply it to friendships first, to romantic relationships, to colleagues, to all those places. But everything, the way that you operate in those relationships started at home with your family. Mm. So we're going to play, we're, I'm, I'm going to steal this from Pod Save America, but we're going to play OK Stop, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like a long version of it. Okay. And so at any point in time when, you know, one of us, mostly you, feels like you have a question or mm-hmm. a comment on what you're hearing, uh, just say OK Stop, and I'm going to stop the audio and, and we'll chat about it. Cool. I'm so hyped before we get to our guest of honor. I want to thank our sponsor for tonight for helping making this happen, MotorBunny.com, everyone. <laughs> Motor Bunny is a straddle-style vibrator. Picture it like a boat engine with a dildo on it, right? It's powerful. It's so... I know. I made the same face when it was in me. It's great. It's so good. Really, honestly, Salesforce should just have a whole room of just Motor Bunnies for relaxation purposes, I think. Uh, um, If you want to check it out, it's a fantastic toy, and you can get $50 off when you use promo code... Stay slutty at MotorBunny.com. They're fantastic people. Uh, they're also sponsoring ManhorCon in August. So we love them. Uh, I hope you give them some love too. Let's bring up our, our guest of honor without breaking the sound stuff. Uh, everybody, she's my baby sister. I've known her for 24 years, kind of. All right. Uh, let's hear a round of applause. Let's make her very welcome. Oakland, let's welcome her here. Kelly Presida, everybody. Kelly Presida. Okay, so do your audience know how old she is? Have you, have you done in your intro? Have you done, she's my baby sister, she's 24? Uh, yeah, 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 they'll know. They'll okay, know. okay, okay, they know that. Okay, carry on. Isn't she great, everybody? Look at her. All right. Yeah, she gave me a... anxiety. Yeah. That's anxiety? Uh, you gave me bi-dysmorphia when you were seven, so okay, that's... You're doing great. <laughs> All right. Now you're going to talk into the microphone or are you just going to smile? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm just making eye contact with Morgan. Uh-huh. Is she your, like, uh, safety person right now? Yes. Morgan's our <laughs> other sister. Uh, she's the, so the, uh, Kelly is the youngest. I'm the oldest. Sophie, no. Sophie, no. Yeah, uh, Sophie, down. Hey, uh, you can take pictures, but just no tagging, please. Uh, that's, don't tag me. Kelly, <laughs> focus. I'm sorry. I'm right here. I'm here. Do you need some Adderall? We can. No, I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop. Um, it's very interesting because, like, I have to try. To, one, this is a show. Like, I want to foster this open and honest conversation, but it's also a show where, like, I need her to at least, like, you need to fucking t- like look at me and like let like look in like f- eye contact would have been a good start with this. She wasn't making eye contact. It was a lot. Of, it was very difficult, and I'm trying to get her like talking to the mic. And we you know we we prepped all this, but like talking in the mic, looking at me, not looking at, into the audience at Morgan and her friends, and mm-hmm. rather like she was, I guess, still caught up in being on the the stage rather than connecting with me. So that is that was, her usual state? Uh, a version of it. I mm. wouldn't say like completely aloof, but yeah, there's a bit of just like, there's some nervous energy at times. Um, but she's also just a very excited, happy, fun, social person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Is she yeah. is she does she become aloof when she's nervous? Because that's that's a that's a um a stress response. Like what we call aloof, which is like either disassociation or avoidance, is a stress response. Mm -hmm. So we sometimes oh tell people oh that person's aloof. We can make a judgment that's because they're you know wrapped up in themselves or whatever. But often it's a distress response. Mm. Do you think it was a distress response? Oh yeah, I think everything that's going on in this beginning is like is her being stressed, nervous, anxious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and and the problem is, I mean, part of our relationship is that we are trying to have one mm -hmm, still. Mm -hmm. So I actually don't know all the things that she struggles with. I know mm -hmm. she. I mean, I'm 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 managing how I'm phrasing things. But it's like, I know she's had certain struggles, but I don't know much about them. Mm -hmm. They're more like I get them via like the newsletter of mom's text mm -hmm. versus from her. Like I'm mm -hmm. the last one to find out anything in our family mm -hmm. uh, about Kelly. Mm -hmm. Because like, and it's not because like she tells one person and then it has to work its way through to everybody. She tells everybody. She'll tell my mom. She'll tell my dad. She'll tell Morgan. Probably even tell some of our cousins. And she like won't tell me. Like, mm -hmm. I won't find out. I, I found out she got a full-time job maybe a week or two after she got it. Mm -hmm. And I had to find out for mom. Have you ever addressed it with her? So many times. What does she say? Billy, I talk to you all the time. And it's like, but she doesn't. Like, it's, it's like low-key gaslighting. It's like <laughs> happy, positive, bright, smiling gaslighting. Like, I have no idea what you're talking uh -huh. about. I talk to you so much, but she doesn't. Uh -huh. uh, when you bring up examples, does she is she does she meet you there? If you're like, I understand maybe we talk, but it doesn't mean that you pass on news. Like, can do you make that distinction of like, yeah, we might be talking all the time, but like I make the distinction a lot of the time between like conversing and communication. Mm -hmm. Conversing doesn't always mean that you're communicating. Communication is conversion with the in intention to understand and to be understood. Mm -hmm. So you guys might be talking all the time, but are you communicating? But, but we don't even talk all the time. Uh -huh, okay. Like that's the thing. Like she, I don't know what she's like imagined in her mind mm -hmm. but like we don't mm -hmm. and that's the thing it's like i want to and i try to and i'm like i need you to call me sometimes mm -hmm. i don't want to be the only one reaching out mm -hmm. so it's it's a very common theme but it's it's you know through this like the fact that she's constantly looking out for morgan and won't, like she's she makes more eye contact in the very beginning with morgan in the audience than with me mm -hmm. and i'm mm -hmm. the one she's supposed to talk to okay so. okay you feeling okay because you were like i'm yeah, nervous no, I'm, fine. I'm fine you're fine you're so fine you're Bobby fine or you're like actually fine? Bobby's mom and mom is always fine. Uh, she's, she's fine. It's okay. She's not going to murder anyone. It's, it's okay. We should have like kept like a count or tally of how many times Kelly says yeah, I'm fine. fine throughout this entire time. Uh, so did you ever think in your life you'd be on something called a man whore podcast thing? No. 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 Well, so I've been doing the show for five years, right? I'm not quizzing I'm, you. I'm freaking flies. Yeah, that's oh, your yeah. mic. Yep. So there we go, Kelly. Something I've always been curious about is like, what what is it like having a brother who lives his entire sex life on the internet? <laughs> like, you unfollowed me from Instagram like a year or two ago. <laughs> I'm actually the one who got your Instagram deleted. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Remember when I said, like, hey, we go on stage loving each other and we leave loving each other? That would have been the exception. I tried to help you get it back. It wasn't me. No, it's okay. That would be way A little closer into the mic. Can you hear me? Now we can hear your wonderful voice. I am loud by nature, so I just feel like it's not even an issue. You can still hug that mic. But, like, is it weird for you when, you know, I'm posting whatever thing about butt stuff I'm posting or... I'm just like a serial repressor, so like I, it's fine. Like I just like don't think about it, like ever. A little closer. 
I don't think about it ever. Okay. The the I know I I tossed her what I thought was the easiest softball because we should both know the answer. Mm-hmm. She unfollowed me on Instagram last year when I posted a series of things on my story uh, for a stranger play scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was waking up at like five thirty in the morning and I arranged with someone on Bumble who I'd never met before mm-hmm. um, to she hid a key the night before outside of her apartment mm-hmm. and then I snuck over at like five thirty in the morning, found the key. Went into her apartment, mm-hmm. quietly came into the door, mm-hmm. went walked into her bedroom, and she was lying on top of like the sheets, nude, which was the whole plan. Mm-hmm. And the idea was like I was to wake her up by going down on her. Mm-hmm. I was posting on on Instagram about it, and Kelly called me, texted me these like big long fucking things about how I am a chauvinist for talking about eating pussy on Instagram on my Instagram stories. Mm. So in my mind, when I ask her this, I'm like, cool. I don't know what the current answer is, but I know there's a feeling like Mm. it's fine. I don't think about it. Like that's not true. So any answer would have been a mm -hmm. fine answer, but she kind of, she gives a non-answer up front. Right. I mean, actually she, she says, I think she's kind of insightful in what she's saying, right? Mm. She's saying I'm, I'm a, some serial serial repressor. I just so don't think about it, right? So to me, that's just that that she's avoidant, mm-hmm. right? We, we talked about her being aloof, like it's a similar. Th- those are similar qualities. We, we that those are the the common words that we use for people who show up this way, like aloof, avoidant, s- suppressor, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I imagine that the part of uh, the part of her that was activated by seeing those posts, yeah. um, suppressed, like. I call it deep archived, like deep archived the experience and the feelings around it. Huh. And so when you do ask her, she in that moment, I, I believe her when she's like, I don't think about it. Because I imagine what would happen is it's like she, she saw it. She was distressed. She had like she handled it in like crazy texting you. Mm. And then and then she just like buried it deep because it just doesn't feel good. Right. So I think when you ask her like that, I believe what she's saying. Like, I don't think about it. Um, and I think she's also like refusing to think about it in the moment. Sure. Okay. That's the other piece of it. You know what I mean? Okay. That's fair. That's why I've got you here. Effie, <laughs> so that you can manage like, where am I, where am I justified in being frustrated? And where am I maybe being a little hard on yeah, the Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's important also to understand where your sister, like your sister's experience, um, of the world, right? Like she's avoidant and a suppressor, like self, self identified. Why is that happening? Mm. Um, what is happening in her experience as like, instead of dealing with situations and showing up for them and taking them on the chin, why she's like, oh, no, I choose to avoid things, you know? That's like worth knowing, that's like part of her. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, Kelly, I jizz, I'm sorry to tell you. I don't know if that was a surprise or not. <laughs> oh, Microphone right, in front right, of the face, there we go. Do you want me to take the wine? Is no, you gonna be all I'm right? I'm doing great. You're doing fine? Yes. Okay. You're fine. You're going to a concert with, with a boy. Uh, what are you doing? Who are you? Am I related to you? Are you mom in a Kelly face right now? What is going on? I don't know. Okay. Talk to me. I'm great. I'm You're great. great. No, I'm You're really so fine. Cheers. 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 Salud. To us. Yeah. How's the boy? Oh, I don't, yeah, this is, I can't oh, do you don't this. Want, you I don't, can't do this here. Uh-huh. I can't do this here. But you're all smitten. You won't shut up about him. Anywhere else in Oakland That's or San Francisco. <laughs> That's not true. Mm-hmm. What would you like to talk about tonight? Um, 
John Benet Ramsey. Okay, stop. That infuriating answer. Infuriating. <laughs> My guess is that the root cause of this is that she's doing some. I am still. I am still unclear. Which maybe it will become clear to why mm. she agreed to do that. I have a feel. So here's my sense. So Kelly, I mean, my I come from a why can't we have a nice dinner family, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And me being the one who always asked why, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was the one. I was usually the reason we couldn't have a nice dinner. It's like why mm. can't we have a nice dinner, Billy? So <clears throat> Morgan did what I wish Kelly would have done. Where kept Morgan knew she didn't either couldn't and or just did not want to do it. Mm. Um, Morgan later expressed that like she might be open to something like this if our relationship was just a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's fair. And then like she's like, I don't want us like connecting to be content. I want us to be connected. And then like we could talk on a mic mm-hmm. about growing up together. But I want that to happen off mic first. I was like, that's fair. Kelly was down to do it. Now I think why Kelly did it was I think she thought I'm being a good sister by doing this thing my brother asked me to do, not realizing that her existence in the space was not what I asked for. I'm I needed her to like come connect with me mm. in front of a small little audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been better for her to say no. I don't think I can, so that I could pursue another show concept. Mm-hmm. But I think she did it at, like thinking like, well, this is what being a good sister is. That makes sense. Also, I think it's a massive ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You didn't ask her to do the usually the usual way to do it, which is somewhat private. I mean, it's yeah. on mic, but it's a private. Right. You went. Mm hard the other way you were like we don't really have a relationship so let's build one on on mic in front of (laughs) in front of like (laughs) live audience who paid and traveled hours and hours to be there i mean there's a lot of pressure in that room um so it's a big ask and i think it just uh, you know you might just want to think about that like just it's a big ask and then the second thing is on her side she didn't say no and i think two, two things one i think Maybe she didn't quite grasp what she was getting herself into. Mm-hmm. I know you say you prepared her, but that's different than her literally thinking herself in the situation going, is this really what I want to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think also if she has, um, you know, just a little bit of things I picked up from you about her, if she's like, you know, a party person and is just like her being in places and just like being gregarious and fun is how she shows up in places and that's enough and if that's been if that's her history mm-hmm. maybe she thought that she can just walk on stage be giggly and cute and that will be enough because that has been enough for her and all the other situations she's been in mm-hmm. and if you suddenly like yanking her into this like situation live on mic and this try, high pressure scenario yeah and yeah. trying to hotwire intimacy <laughs> right this is what you're that's, trying that's, to do that's a great way to say <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like a hard ask, you know? It requires, like, a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? The other thing is about this hot wiring intimacy business. Um, all the other categories of people that you mentioned or you've been successful at this um, are not people that you grew up with. So the stakes are low, right? With your system, first of all, you have a lot of history. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, like, what I call cached connections. So you have a history of connections that have sort of settled, right? Being repetitive over time. Mm-hmm. And then trying to like pull her into a situation and like completely like trying to do something else is n- doing it with somebody you don't know at all is actually a lot easier than doing somebody that you, doing it with somebody you've known already. It for sounds that like long. what you're trying to say is what I pitched to her 
wasn't the healthiest idea. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think so. I think just for both of you, it's just like, I think you pitched this idea and had an image of what it's going to look like. Yeah. And then she sort of thought that she could just show up and look pretty and, you know, be sweet and cute and giggly. Yeah. Uh, and and then it's gonna you know I don't think she realized the gravity of the ask. Yeah, so maybe I should have been a little less P.T. Barnum uh, esque about. Yeah, it. maybe a little bit, but let's carry on. There's okay, a little okay. button here. It's kind of interesting. Oh my gosh, Kelly, you are. I, so, I this is about to I'm turn sorry. into a concern meeting. I'm sorry. Just, are you okay? I mean, how many? No, I'm really fine. I'm really fine. Have you ever been in this environment before, like a a stage? No. Thing. You weren't a theater kid, right? No, yeah. I was an athlete. What are you talking about? You know this. I know, but they don't. And I'm trying to feign conversation because right. you're being weird. <laughs> no, I'm good. And I, yeah, I, sorry, I'm just watching my sister. She's mouthing, telling me what to say. The, um, <laughs> hey, Morgan, you had a turn. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris. I love you. Um, <laughs> well, what'd you fe- how'd you feel when you agreed to do the show and Morgan didn't? I respect... You respect it, but there wasn't a little bit of you that went like, oh, come on, I'm going to... No? No, a a little bit of resentment. She can do no wrong. She can do no wrong? Uh (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm so sorry. I just want to warn you, when you want to play nice... No, I am. And if if you put me in a position to check you, I have to check you. We could do ASMR. What the... We could. What's ASMR? Like the... Yeah, Kelly, (laughs) Kelly, these people paid an admission... If we have to just read all 20 of these to make you People uncomfortable. Make so much money doing ASMR. Okay, so. She's working really hard to one, fill empty space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's not like standing because you're kind of, this is what it looked from, from the outside. Sure. Somebody's looking, it looks like you're really pushing her. You're like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And she's just really hardcore trying to avoid and fill the space. Yeah. And like trying, trying to like make the time time pass, you know. Yeah. In my in my, in my frustration, what the the come on, come on, come on comes from. You know, I've asked at le- I've asked two or three direct questions, mm-hmm. and I've got I've asked three direct questions. I've tried to ask about what, what does it feel like me doing this. Uh, tell me about this new guy you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, what how do you feel when Morgan declined to do it and you did? And I'm not getting really much yeah. out of it. And yeah. so it's and it, it's honestly me flailing and not knowing what to do. I'm like, normally when I ask questions, like even if I get bad answers, I get answers. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And here I'm like, I'm not even getting, I'm getting full evasions. It's yeah, like she yeah. should do politics. She's also, I feel like I'm getting the impression that she's also not used to being in intimate situation. I, I would imagine that she struggles with intimacy. Huh. I'm I. I and the sad thing is, like, as her brother, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Because I also, I let, you know, I mean, it comes up later, but she, uh, you know, like, I left for boarding school at 14, mm. and then I went straight to college. Mm-hmm. So I don't know her all, I'm trying to get to know her. I've tried mm. to know, get to know her off mic. I want everyone to know. I've tried mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she has a boyfriend who passed away, like, very young. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she got, like, this after that. Mm. Or was like this during it, but I do know that that what I've gathered from other members of the family is that like that that was a real relationship for her, and like real things happen and real emotions. Sure. So yeah. when when that happens to people, um, first of all, I hope she's in therapy. Sometimes what happens is if you um, if you were in a situation where you loved somebody, you feel very connected to them, and they weren't available. Right? It could be a couple of things. It could it could it could be like a um, unavailable parent. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it could also be 
someone like in her situation, someone that she loves that she lost, right? Mm. So sometimes what happens is that the, the human brain um, is kind of also designed n to avoid pain, right? Right. So it could be that her on a, con on a conscious, subconscious, um, unconscious level, at one of those levels, she decided that she doesn't want to get close to anybody because she thinks that she might have come to a conclusion, her, her brain, her psyche com might have come to the conclusion that people that she loves will, will disappear. Um, won't be there, will disappear, will, you know, go away. So could divorce like do, does it take yeah. a bigger trauma than divorce to do that? Can divorce do No, that it depends on what age your parents divorce. Well, so for sure. So sometimes, yeah, I mean, that happens a lot. So what sometimes we come to con in situations like that, we do as, especially in our child minds, we think that people that we love go away or may, may not come back. So in your case, if they separated, got back together, separated, got back together, then you have an in 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 inconsistent image of, your caregivers or people that you love or people mm. that you're connected to. So they come, they go, they come, they go. And as a child, you think that it's something that you have no control over, right? You, 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 well, first of all, children think that it's their fault. And the reason why they think that's their fault is because when you were really, really young, when if, if, imagine how you interact with a baby, right? Even if you're not your baby, like anything they I do... I only interact with babies that are in my You see babies like, oh, you're so cool. Let's hang out. <laughs> um, so, um, but imagine when you do hang out with like cute little babies, how impressed you are with anything that they do, right? right? They giggle and you're like, wow. Yo, babies giggle. <laughs> That's so lit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, they like say their first word and everyone's like cheering. So from a young age, you think that you're the center of the world because everything you do gets such a big reaction. Mm -hmm. So you develop until you realize you're not the center of the world. You kind of think that it's all you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, like you say you're hungry, food appears. You say you're... Um, <laughs> You say you are, you know, you're tired, a bed appears, right? So you kind of, in, you are the center of the world for a while. And when things start going wrong, also you conclude, oh, it's my doing, right? Because mm -hmm. I am the center of the world, right? And I think in, in your sister sister's case, she may have at some level, some, some sort of conscious, subconscious, unconscious level, may have decided that it's her doing, like concluded in her psyche that it's her doing that people leaving and coming back and may or may not come back mm -hmm. right so like a piece of code got written in her operating system that people i love leave or could have gone written. yes yeah, yeah, could yeah, have yeah. gotten in that people i love leave and may or may not come back right okay. so when you have that piece of code it it is a logical response to not get close to people mm -hmm. I don't know. That's what's happening. I mean, just this is me sure. guessing. Sure, sure. Um, but that's what might happen with your sister. So oh, that means that what that looks like to the layman, people who we call them, oh, he, you know, they have an intimacy issue, like an intimacy problem, um, or aloof, right? Mm. They won't get close. Or people say things like, oh my god, they, they create space, right? Meaning like they just don't want to get close. They don't want to attach to people because they think that if they do, the person is going to leave. Sure. It's a part of my job. I listen sure. to people, to what they're saying. I also listen for what they're not saying, mm. right? So a lot of the time when someone's saying something, at the same time, they're choosing not to say something else. So it's kind of interesting to, to, to just be attuned to that, right? And then also some people just... These are not conscious things, so you, this is why you have to listen. And sometimes we'll just, like, people like throw in these, like, what feels like a throwaway line. But the, the fact that it's like a throwaway line is almost like, um, like a flare, like, help me flare, but they don't want to say it. So it's like, 
it just like hap- it comes in the form of a like a throwaway statement. Right? And I want to help. I just I don't like if I, I need a little bit yeah, of yeah, thread yeah. to pull. Sure. So what she said there is she said, I don't want to fuck it up. Right. About that relationship. Right. So to me, that makes me think that 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 connection or that relationship is tentative. Like she likes she likes him, mm. um, but she's not sure if he likes her back. Mm. That she's worried about that connection, that there's there's stakes in that connection, right? Uh, this would also be the first serious relationship since right, that happened. Exactly, right? That's what it sounds like. It sounds like she's used to just having superficial react, uh, uh, relationships. Mm-hmm. She's playing one out right now with you, like what she's used to, which is the superficial connection of like giggles, light, evasive conversation, very surface, avoiding intimacy. I imagine that's what she's like, like that's how she shows up. And then in this case, in this particular relationship, I think the stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. I think she thinks that it, she might fuck it up mm-hmm. and it's precious to her and she doesn't want to go there, right? So she, you know, at least that's what I hear when I hear her say, I don't want to fuck it up, yeah. right? So I'm not, I'm just not going to do anything about it. I'm not going to say anything about it. Okay. So I don't know, like that's, it's a, yeah, it's a high, st- you can, I, I mean, to me, it sounds like a sure. high stakes relationship. So I don't know what to do as a big brother. And I've been, and since I was, I didn't get to experience the big brother thing. Mm-hmm. I left at 14, mm-hmm. didn't get to be the big brother while she grew up. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to be there when like she had that first boyfriend or mm-hmm. things like that. So I'm like, I don't know, what can I offer here? Well, I have this skill set where mm-hmm. apparently I guess a lot of the right ideas mm-hmm. on relationships mm-hmm. for other people, not mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. We know that. <laughs> but, and so I was like, maybe I can help there. It's just frustrating because I'm like, I want to be there for you, but like, show me where I can be there for you. Did you you ask her that question? Not that literal phrasing of a question, but I I have tried so much to, um, there was a period of time where I literally called her every week and she either wouldn't pick up or didn't call me back um, or sometimes would pick up and it'd be very brief or, hey, I can't talk. Can I call you back later tonight? Mm -hmm. And she would say later tonight and then not call back Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of that. And then there was a point where I said, look, Kelly, I said, Kelly, this is frustrating me. I'm trying and I am reaching out here. So right now I'm not going to call, mm-hmm. but I would love for you to call me mm-hmm. whenever you can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would like to get to know you better. Sure. I don't know you, um, but I need to know that you're even interested in mm-hmm. this relationship. So you can show me that by calling me. Mm-hmm. And then she wouldn't. Um, and then maybe we had like a couple months at some point where mm-hmm. she was and mm-hmm. then gone again. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have, uh, are one of your parents over involved? Does uh, your mom need, does your mom need, or, or are, are any no. of your parents have like needy? Um, none of them are needy to me. I have a, f- I suspect that my dad sometimes can be needy of the other sister who's not mm. on the recording. Mm-hmm. And, Cause I do know that like when he's going through rough times, he tends to call Morgan. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, always, he never calls me for things. Mm. Maybe he talks to Kelly mm. more, but like, like I'll put it this way. I've never seen my dad cry. Mm-hmm. But I know that my sisters have. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a generational thing. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not going to go down the path of like toxic yeah, masculinity yeah. here, <laughs> but like, I, I think that's a toxic masculinity thing. I think mm-hmm. that um, men of that generation want to bring up boys who are like into man and they want to set example. And then, yeah, like, and the then last my dad thing- got me. He's like, what do I do with this? He cries all the time. What do, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> he won't touch girls and he cries and he writes poetry. What do I do? He didn't know. Uh, but I don't think any of them is like, or, or I don't think either of them are like over involved. Mm. But also, that's just through my lens, yeah. and mine is definitely be, going to boarding school made it a very different relationship than whatever they went through while I was gone those four years, yeah, or eight years, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, it, that would be kind of interesting to see how your sister feels about that. Sometimes, 
sometimes if we've experienced um what they call enmeshment when like okay. enmeshment is like with a parent is like happens sometimes if there's a single parent or um a parent that has addiction or have their own emotional issues and they kind of use that they they view their child as an extension of themselves there isn't a clear like where i and the other person begins um and then sometimes um the child is used for emotional support um and like you know almost like a uh, you know a friendship that it's nice to be like friends with your with your with your mom or dad but at the same time there needs to be some boundaries where you're not like emotional support for your parents when you're developing you don't want to be the parent in the relationship as a child right 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 and sometimes if that happens um what you end up getting is this kind of like the the avoidant attachment where you like you feel like if you get too close you're going to get engulfed into um into something and you're going to lose like a sense of yourself sure yeah so i I don't know what's going on so Mm. i'd have to speak to her but the other thing that i would just between you two just Ask her what you ask her what she wants the relationship to look like, yeah. right? So like, but look- when she goes like, I don't know, just like I just like let's say it's something like I don't know, or I just don't want us to be fighting, or I just want us to like have fun. Like, what if it's as surface level as that? Because I don't, I don't enjoy those types of surface level relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you can. So when she's like, I want to have fun, um, you can ask her what that looks like. Yeah. Like, what does like, that look like? Yeah, what does that look like when I'm in New York and you're in San Francisco? Right. And like, wh- I, I guess I want to know where do I fit, like, what, where do I fit in your needs? Like, what can I, how can I be a better brother for you? Mm. Like, I want to be there for you when, she's had a lot of tragic shit happen. Mm. I want to be able to be there when these things happen. I want to celebrate her getting the, a job. I want to celebrate the new boyfriend and I want to be able, I want to be able to be there for her in whatever way she needs when that boyfriend ends or when she loses that job or when she doesn't know what to do with her thousand dollars worth of parking ticket, whatever. Mm. Like I want to be there for her, for her, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, first of all, I understand what you want. Um, sure. we, we kind of have to understand what, what she, she wants, wants yeah. right? She might just not want that relationship sure. or at least she might not want it in a way that you imagine it to be. And I can deal with that if she can be clear about it. Yeah. Because I've always been a fan of like family, like f- because comma family has never been an excuse for me on mm-hmm. things. Like I think genetics only gets you, I think genetics gets you a lot of extra freebies mm-hmm. and then eventually it will run out. I don't mm-hmm. think it's this forever bowl that you just get to always like mm-hmm. um, use up. And so if she's like, look, I just don't feel that like I can be okay with that. And we're going to see each other at the things. And every once in a while we say, Hey, and just get, we do the newsletter updates. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. If you're clear about it, mm-hmm. but if you tell me, Oh, but you're my big brother and I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And then you're not following up. That's where the dissonance is for me mm-hmm. where it's like, you're telling me you want this. You're not acting like it. Mm-hmm. And that's confusing for me. Sure. It's like the, the chick who's like, um, you know, you're dating. She's like, no, 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 I definitely want to be dating, but doesn't give you the time and acts like you're, you're not important. Yeah. Something. Yeah. No, I understand. Uh, so again, um, you have clarity and you've come to the conclusion where you can like family goes so far, you know, at some point, you know, it is an independent relationship that you mm-hmm. need to nurture. Again, that might not be the case for her. Sure. Like she might be like, well, family is family is forever. Mm-hmm. So I can't really, you know, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to cut Billy out. Yeah. But I don't necessarily want to have this like involved relationship. So she might be in this like ambivalent place. Yeah. Um, where she might not necessarily have the clarity around family as you do. She might be like, family's forever. 
and it's also fine to be family. Like, I mean, my other sister is family forever, but like she's also clear about things. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you were like, hey, obviously, like we're always going to be family, but I just don't see us having the deep connection that like me and Morgan have. Mm-hmm. That's okay, but then just don't pretend that you want that. Like, Maybe she does want it, and she doesn't know how to have it. Like this, I, I just told her I was like, start by calling me. Let's start with that. Mm-hmm. I've asked her very explicitly, like, let's just start with that. Just like call me, mm-hmm, just call me sometimes. Mm-hmm. What did she say? She's like, oh my god, yes, totally, and then doesn't. I mean, I don't think it's you. Um, the relationships, a, a relationship is a dynamic. It's mm-hmm. not people, right? So, in that relationship, in that dynamic, there's you and there's your sister, and it's not about assigning blame. So. Just realizing that a relationship is the dynamic. It's a space in between. It's the container. Whatever you want to call it. But it's not the people. Sure. So in this case, I don't necessarily think it's... I'm not, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to say, oh, it's you. Like, it's not. And, and, and the things that you're saying making me, like, coloring in the picture for, picture for me, right? Sure. So, so, you know, she's lost a bunch of people. She has a high body count for her age. Yeah. Which doesn't seem like a stable space. So yeah. I would be interested in like I would be interested in talking to her about like what does her safe space look like, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't think she has one. Maybe your sister is like the safe, the one safe connection. That's why she's holding on to it so sure. much. So it looks like there's a ton of instability in her life, embodied in people, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then there's like one anchor, which is your sister. So she might just not, you know, she might just not be able to connect. Sure. You know what I mean? Like. Her, the data set that she's looking at are people die or leave or are unreliable. Mm-hmm. So the only person that she thinks that has one connection is your sister and everything else, which you fall under as well, sounds like, is like unstable. So I'm just going to keep it really surface mm. is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So I left to boarding. So Kelly's five years younger than me. Morgan and I are very close in age, <laughs> but I left town at 14 uh, to go to boarding school. And I went there for four years and then immediately to college another four years. And then I said, fuck you, Jersey, and never really went back. And so, like, I don't know. How was that having a brother who's, like, your brother and not fucking here? Because when I left, you were, like, nine. Um, yeah, like, my last memories are definitely you, like, locking me in um, the dog crate. <laughs> and then, like, Branson letting me out. And that was, like, my immediate, like, oh, my God. Like, Branson is the one that loves me. And, like, Billy fucking hates me. Also, like, that one time, remember, like, um, when that, that redheaded girl, who she was super weird and, like, mean in middle school. Um, and this, like, my only middle school, like, memory. Okay. She was, like, being a bitch to you one day. And I was in second grade. Um, but we went to a K through eight middle school. So this was like my only time, like being with Morgan and Billy. Yeah. Like we would, I would walk through the halls and see them and be like, what up? And they'd be like, don't look at me right yeah. now. It's like, but I like also would do weird shit. Like I was so much younger than them. Cause I was like openly an accident, which is fine. But like, whatever. <laughs> and, um, like one day I like didn't want to wear socks. So I like ran away, like to my school before it opened. And then they were like, okay. gonna call Dyfus because I was just like sitting outside barefoot, like with no socks on, like six years old and like crying being like, I don't want to wear shoes. <laughs> Um, but that redheaded girl was like being mean to you and I like went up to her and I like tried to like push her and I was eight years old and you were like Kelly like fuck off you're making me look weird because you're like six do you remember who? no no. oh okay I don't that's weird I don't I have no recollection of it that's like is that your last memory of me like as a child? probably not but that's like the most most prominent most top of my okay so uh, it's interesting like the the memories that she remembers like Mm. that's the story right so the memories you hold on to is a part of the story that you have around the person. So it's, it's always interesting that things people remember. I mean, I get this in my practice all the time. Like couples will recite 
you know, the last month of whatever, and they recite completely different stories, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't mean that they didn't share the same reality, it's just their attention and their what they're extracting out of it to then make it into a cohesive story is different, right? Yeah. So, like, her memories are you locking her into a crate. <laughs> Apparently, okay. Right? Um, her, she's trying to help you and you going, stop, right? So, like, rejection... It doesn't mean, doesn't mean yeah. so that's not you, right? That's not Billy. It's just yeah. like what she picked up on because for whatever that was going on for her. Like, I'm sure they were, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure actually, but let's say they were like cuddles and like high fives. She just doesn't remember that. It's the not a part of the story. It's so telling that these happen to be the first things she remembers. Right, 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 right. I mean, telling, she could also be. I don't know. She could also be in defensive mode right now because she feels like she's on stage and you're kind of, you're not attacking her, but you have expectations. And I'm also throwing a lot of what, like, and this is me, this is my nervous tick is like throughout, and it's very prominent when, mm. as soon as she starts evading the first few questions, I start jumping into like, am I roasting? Like, am I trying, I'm just trying to, if they're not going to, if the audience isn't going to get some realness out mm. of her, I'm now trying to be like, well, can I make them laugh? Like, mm -hmm. what can we do? Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to make the, I'm starting to make jokes at Kelly's expense. Mm -hmm. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Which, which, which sounds ag aggressive. Yeah, because I'm just, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, yet. yeah. Can I give you a tip what you can Please. do? Um, see if you can be present to, to yourself more than like pick on your, your uh, guest. Sure. Right? Like, I'm, you know, I'm struggling with this right now because mm. I feel like we're here to have a conversation and we can't get there. It's making me nervous because I have audience here, which is which is your reality, right? Yeah, yeah. Instead of speaking to your reality, I'm very nervous. Like maybe the first after the first few minutes, I'm very nervous mm -hmm. during this because I'm like, I know we have a lot. Like mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh, we've got a whole show to do, mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Like I'm I like somebody squeezed the panda so we yeah, can read the facts. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I know you a little yeah. bit, so like I know the difference. Of, I, uh, I don't, I don't want to, I want to like overextend like how sure. much I know you, but you know, I've seen you in different situations, so I kind of know the different layers. Um, I think this is like pleaser Billy, mm -hmm. like, you know, like feels like very responsible of what's going on in the room right now. Feels like there's like audience, like feeling the expectations of the audience, or at least holding on to a story that the audience are having a shit time and then you're there to deliver and to entertain and to like provide. Right. You're dealing with somebody who's not complying that you, and it feels personal because like there's somebody that you love that you feel like you prepped and you that have you have some expectations attached to that and you're like and you're feeling ner like i can i can you're feeling nervous and i and you know you can edit this out if you like but when you're nervous you get aggressive mm -hmm. like yeah. that's that's how you lash out a little bit right and this has got you in trouble before oh yeah and, and also hearing your responses to some of this has been like, oh man, I actually, like even just listening to you with you, I'm like, oh, I'm being a little bit of a dick. Yeah, just a little bit, but that's your response. That's your distress response, mm -hmm. right? Like when you and I have discussed other things that have happened in the past, I know you enough to know that you're not inherently malicious, but when you're triggered, when you're like pushed a little bit, you're, you do lash out mm. and that lashing out is a little aggressive. And right now you're being a little aggressive with her, mm. you know, she's like, ah, and you're like, come on. You know, um, so I think that's that's what's happening. So I don't know whether she's bringing up those like dark memories as a response. Is she like herself lashing out back, right. or or she's giving you an insight into the story that she has about you? I don't know that. That's a question that well, sure. she only she can answer. But like, it's just worth knowing. That's what's going on. Oh gosh, I you know I told her don't get fucked up before this. No, it's I'm really bad not content. Up. Uh, I'm just like weird. <laughs> okay. But no, but what was that like? I mean, you, you, do you remember high school? 
my high school? Experience? Yeah, because I was gone when you were in high school. Yeah, I wasn't I was here. Like an only child. It was fun. Um, um, it was like no, it was definitely difficult. It was not an easy experience being alone with with mom and dad during that time. But like, I was fine. I did great. I was I was hip. I was fun. I was hotter than ever. I. I was a three. Remember, just I just want to remind you. I'm not going to do it right now, but I'm going to remind you one last time. Okay. If you fib and you're not honest, I am put in a position where I have to check you. No, it was real. I will speak vaguely. It was really fucking hard, but I got through it. What was? What was? There you go. That was an honest answer. Specifically, fucking. Well, I'm more interested in like the. I mean, I'm more interested not in like any like what it looked like visually. I'm interested in like what what did it feel like, like the, the emotions of that. Well, as I mentioned, like, remember, I also, before, serial repressor. But I remember it felt like very lo- It definitely felt super sure. lonely. Because remember, I, I was also away at boarding school and it almost was like I didn't have y'all there either. So like it was kind of in reverse. So I would come home to this family that like I'm kind of a part of. Honestly, at times it felt like I was a cousin. You know, it was like, oh, we know him, we like him, we know things about him, he's weird. I know, weird. but we love our cousins, so, like, that's, like, that's a compliment. Sure, know. but... It, we it, like our cousins. I like some of our cousins more than I like you guys. I don't know. I, I mean, I definitely know that. I Travis and Mia. Like, I, and I know that, but, like, I... Already not growing up not having friends, and then I had this family where, like, you all were nothing but cool kids, because, like, you two are who you are. Right, I which, am way more socially awkward than you're giving. Right, but y'all are popular and like generally attractive to the uh, public, and like people yeah. like you being around you. Oh, I and then stop I was you this. right there. People did not like me. You were surrounded by friends. People did. I I think you have this like perception of like, oh my god, it was like a fairy tale land. Like people huh? did not like me in high school. I got pictures of me lit on fire, and yeah. then people mobile uploaded pictures of them lighting pictures of me on fire. To Facebook. It was a sure. whole situation. I had to change the way I walked to math class because this guy used to call me a slut in the hallway. Mm-hmm. It was not a, like as glamorous as you make it out to be. And I just want to take a second to like put that in perspective. For no, you. It's I, not all rainbows and butterflies. Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, so can I give you a pro tip? Please. So <clears throat> uh, I'm actually just working on a... I'm going to publish this in an article, so I'll give you like a, an insider's... Yeah. So <clears throat> the word... Uh, the word but is a, is a tiny little word that is really, really impactful. Mm-hmm. So the way our grammar works, English grammar works, is that when you say but, you're essentially negating the sentence beforehand, right? So the worst corporates are things like, I'm sorry, but. I love you, but, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's like, that, she's just like, no. Because all you're saying is what I've just said is no longer valid. And, and everything that I'm going to say after this is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So like, I love you, but you know, I don't want to live with you, right? Really, the only relevant part of that sentence is I don't want to live with you, right? Mm -hmm. So that's just like, so the other piece of that is you know that a a conversation is derailed if people are starting their sentences with but, right? So when you say, I hear you, but, what you're saying is I hear you, I don't care about what you've just said, But now I'm now I'm gonna tell you the thing that is right. So even though she just gave us like probably the first truly real moment in the, in, in this first like twenty minutes. Right. Yeah. So I, if you were ever gonna do this again with her, what I would what I what I what I would suggest is I hear you, and this is and this is how I feel about it. So you're really like hearing her and reflecting on it live, and she feels like she's heard, and you're like reflecting on it, and. Just but going like you say something, 
I hear you, but... And you're like, you didn't though, did you? You didn't hear it. Mm -hmm. You heard it, but you didn't really. You're just interested in what you have to say next. It's so interesting hearing the playback and even just picking up on the little things. or mm. And like, I know I generally interrupt. I know I've interrupted you a lot during this. It's the thing I work mm -hmm. on. But a lot of times I will listen. I was listening. I was editing this week's episode uh, earlier today. And every time I'm interrupting, I guess I'm like, Billy, shut up. <laughs> what are you doing? No one cares, Billy. <laughs> shut your face. No one, you've told this story 20 times in the last five years. You do not need to tell this. Just let the guests do you know their thing. Uh yeah. Do you know what you're trying to do? you have access to what you're trying to do when you do interrupt? Uh, it depends on the situation. I have gotten better at it, but uh, the, I think the, sometimes I'm trying to be relevant. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, and this is hard to admit for myself, but sometimes it is uh, me like trying to show my value and worth or be like, mm -hmm. like you said a thing cool i'm gonna show you how i'm like also kind of done a thing mm -hmm. similar like, like if you're connection. on connection yeah like you're feigning connection if you, you some people do this on dates i've i've caught myself and i don't think i do this as often on dates anymore mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but someone says how they do something for work something that's serious in their life whether it's a job or they volunteer on a thing where you could just say that's really cool and interesting and awesome you now try to show like either one up or show your equality to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Say, oh, you volunteer with kids. Oh yeah, I babysat my sister in high school. <laughs> just because like, I don't, I like, because instead of just giving you the validation of like you, oh, that's so cool. Mm. Let me show how I also have done something mm -hmm. so you will value me. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a nervous tick and I notice a lot of people, men and women do that in dating. Mm, with, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I think sometimes I do that when I'm doing episodes. Again, mm -hmm. I don't think as much Sure, yeah, I think the, 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 the former thing that you've said, which is mm. essentially a self-worth thing, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of the core of it is like self-worth. I am trying to prove that I'm worthy. Uh, by the way, I am sure 99% of the people on listening to this will, will know what it feels like to need to prove our worth. It's a very human thing, unfortunately. So I think um, just be mindful of it especially since you do this and the awesome thing about doing this stuff and the stuff that you do is it actually gives you an opportunity to like try new things be more aware because you're just going to keep doing it keep doing it practice 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 right mm -hmm. so i would just be mindful of interruptions where you have your ego in it which mm -hmm. is what we're worth right self-worth like self-worth ego is all wrapped up yep. so when your ego is in it uh, you probably don't need to interrupt where your curiosity is is where it's okay to interrupt, right? So like a precursor of like, I'm about to say something. If you can find a pause, a millisecond pause to say, is it ego, is it curiosity? If the answer is ego, breathe out, don't say anything. If it's curiosity, go ahead. Mm -hmm. That has helped me get out of some Twitter fights. <laughs> it's genuinely what I do sometimes. Do yeah. I need to do this or am I curious about this? Right. So uh, it's difficult, but definitely a thing to, that I work on. And here I'm clearly you know, doing it a bit because I'm frazzled. Yeah, but you're frazzled. You're out frazzled. Keep going. Let's okay. see. That, but like you, I could never get you to tell me something like that, apparently, unless there's an it audience. It just like is in something I think about all the time now. But if you asked me when I was 16, like, hey, how are you doing? I probably would have spoken up mm -hmm. about that situation. Cheers. Uh, yeah. No need to, to go to the nervous stick. It's okay. No, I'm so nervous. I could throw up. It's a lot. Talk to me. 
This is just like, I mean, this is just like the relationship where like I, all I have to do, I try to tell you like, hey, can you call me like once a month? And then it's like, I mean, you call me now, but Jesus, it took like, what, six years to get you to be like, hey, can you just. I call you, but I, but sometimes you don't call me back. Like you're not perfect either. I would disagree. Okay, stop real quick. Is just like I, you know, like I could, if I had, if I had my phone logs, I'd have receipts for this, uh, for that claim of like, you don't call me, I call you. Like you got hired for a job and you tell every, like you will have major life events and you tell everyone in the family except me. And I've told you this no, multiple times. No, no, it's a no, big no. bummer. I, I feel like that's not fair. It's gen. It's so true. Anytime you have a major life thing. Well, this is also like this isn't like, I, and you know what? I don't want to use this as a cop out because. It is kind of one, but also like I do this, I do this thing and it's with everybody, not just you. Like I'll see a text message and I'll like answer it in my head, Mm -hmm. but not like in real life. But you also happen to tell mom, dad and Morgan kind of every time. Now, now, can you tell me what you're feeling about this? I want to. Honestly, you want to know what I'm feeling? Thank you so much for asking. (laughs) This is like the beginning of my comedic career. Like I actually can't wait. I'm really? so happy I did Oh boy. It. And I was so nervous, let me tell you. I'm glad you still am. But like I even I said it to mom before this. I was like, Mom, like I always knew I was destined for something wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um What's and your... I have a wonderful job right now, just FYI. Like What's... I love my job. Love my job. My manager's not here, but I love my job. And um anywho, you, I this... knew I was destined for something just just outrageous. Right. Comedy. And now I know it's comedy. Right. You're this big. This is it. This is my calling. Yeah. And I will totally keep you guys posted on the name of my podcast because I don't know what it is yet. Um, but you. Okay. So, so here's kind of something interesting. Um, I don't know if it's if it runs in the family. I have experienced you make jokes, joke out of th- jokes of things to get out of it. Mm-hmm. I wonder whether that's she's doing the same thing. Like, she's just, like, leaning on comedy to, like, release tension, attention away from her. Attention away from the questions. Questions, right, right, right. And, like, still entertaining the crowd, like, engaged, but, like, with a with space, you know? And you do that, too. Sure, but, you know, when I do it, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you practice it, and she doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I think her, 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 her shining light comedic moment is as frustrating as it was, mm. the JonBenet Ramsey line was funny too. I mean, like, I was like, I was like, don't laugh and encourage her, but that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it sounds like she might be just like comedy as a shield, which sure. sometimes you use as well. Yeah. Hers is comedy and wine as a shield right now in, mm-hmm. in this recording. Cause mm-hmm. I think at this point she's at three or four glasses uh-huh. in the span of like a couple hours. Uh-huh. So okay. I don't exactly know where uh-huh. pre-gaming was. Into a big mess. By did I? inviting me up here. No, I don't gonna, think I did. I'm going to be famous. Kelly, I, no, 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 I agree. I love that bit you do where you say no comment every five seconds. It's a well, great now bit. now I get to do it on my own terms, and I just think that that's beautiful. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, yeah. this isn't an Instagram isn't post. Crazy? You can't just say hashtag beautiful at the end of everything. I don't hashtag ever. Oh. Well, that's the other that's the other thing that fucking enrages we'll me. This one here can post literally a picture of waffles and get 600 likes. No words, no caption, no hard work, just a picture of waffles and you get like hundreds oh my God, of Billy, likes. It's called building your brand. Learn it. Yeah? It's 2019. Build your brand. You're going to help me out? You're doing it right now. Help me with my I'm doing it right now. Are you? Fuck, yes. Yeah, your brand, no comment. Yeah, mhm. Maybe that's 
oh my god, that's the name of my podcast. Cheers, I love you. Thank it's and it's Bye. and and it's an ASMR Bye. podcast. Yes, guys, work. I can't wait to keep you all posted. Oh my god, this gosh. is gonna be great. All right, I want to I want to transfer oh, over. Do you want me off now? No, I want you to talk to me. God damn it. I am no, but you know what, what I do like is I have a recorded uh, representation of our relationship where I try to talk to you and you really like, keep me at a distance. <laughs> and then you call Morgan instead. At a distance. Okay, stop. Uh, where, where you keep me at a distance and where I'm like a bit of a dick. Uh, <laughs> like, let's be fair. Let's be fair. <laughs> No, you don't. Yes, I do. The rest of the family is very much in tune with what's going on with That's you. That's not true. I only talk to mom now like twice a month. It's not it's so sad. I I just want you to know that like they tell me the truth when you're done lying. They no, tell I'm me. They liar. literally will be like. I'm so many things, but not. Like a, like a, a big thing happened. Stop. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of things I wish came up in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were like real things I would have liked to get to. But now where I feel like I did. I fi- now I think I failed as a host in this. from a few spots one was the nervous tick of instead of finding where we can connect Mm. when my first one or two tries fail i'm like okay i'll take charge Mm. i'm gonna throw out some fucking jokes Mm. and hope something sticks Mm. right i think that was my first failing Mm -hmm. Uh, i think another failing was not checking i keep threatening the checker and i don't at that first question if i had just been straight up kelly here's this story about what happened with that instagram thing I don't care if you, it's a, I don't, I'm not saying you are upset about it now. I'm just saying you do have feelings about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about what I do for work. What are they? Or here where she's like, I don't lie. And then be, checking her right then and there and be like, you do. Here's an example. Yeah. Like, I think I could, I think if I had done some of that and then would have opened her up to check me back. I don't mm-hmm, mind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I've invited you Effie specifically to check <laughs> me. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think I failed there where like I was nervous to, hold her to the higher standard I hold others. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? You also, I think, there's like two, there's like multiple layers of things happening, I think for you, is you also feel like you, you're you split, right? You One, you want to create this intimacy and you have a bunch of expectations with your sister, but then, and then you're also very aware of the audience who you feel need entertainment by you because you feel like you owe it to them and for me entertainment doesn't have to be laughs they can't just so long as it's something engaging Mm -hmm. so it can be a serious talk Mm -hmm. so long as we're having a talk yes so given that though what i'm what's coming up for me when i listen to it is that you have a need for that the Mm -hmm. conversation and you are asking you're trying to your strategy for it is to keep asking your sister questions and she's keep pushing back keep pushing back or being evasive I'm wondering what it would be like if you actually stopped asking questions and, and actually told a story of your own mm-hmm. about your sister. And you're like, you know what? Um, Kelly, right? Sorry, I just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what, Kelly? When it happened and I saw this and you weren't there, like, an honest sharing of yourself, a story, like the way that she she's told a story about how she got bullied at school or sure. whatever, right? So she actually shared... I wonder what it would be like that if you, instead of like keep asking her, you do like a, instead of ask, show. Mm-hmm. Like show her what you want the conversation to look and sound like. Like, sh- exp- like talk about the time that you found her crying. I don't know. Obviously, I don't sure, know. Sure, I'm just sure. making this up. You found her crying and you were concerned as an older brother and you just didn't know how to connect with her and you went away and thinking about like, how can I rectify the situation? The, I know? think all the stories that would have done that were things I thought she would need to be built up to because they are all, all really heavy. 
Mm. I think when I think of the more emotionally important moments that involve my sister, mm. even not because a lot of them aren't even with her. Mm -hmm. A lot of them, some of the, the the most intense moments with Kelly, Kelly's not there. Mm -hmm. I'm finding out something that happened with Kelly. Mm -hmm. And there are things that even right now I'm like, I don't know that I'm in a position to share some of these things. Mm -hmm. They're very intense memories mm. and like emotionally intense yeah. memories for me yeah i mean you can so absolutely and i think maybe it's like you know it's like the first question he asked her right which was how do you feel about having a brother that you know talks about his sex life on the internet yeah. right and if she's like i don't know you know right so i obviously hindsight is 2020 20, sure, right sure. but just as like takeaways i wonder if in that moment your experience of it which is you know i'm really passionate about my work like i think that you know even though i share about these in, in humor i do think that it moves the needle in the way that we think about sex and it's always at the back of my mind i'm wondering how does my family how does my sisters mm. who are my peers feel about it when they see instagram posts sure. right about eating pussy about <laughs> eating pussy right so you kind of saying you're kind of meeting her in the middle rather than trying to get it out of her. So I'll bring you to the answer I think you might feel if you want to come. Right, yeah. right, or right. Or I'll even kind of give you an answer you can say I round up to it. Right. And, and you're, you, you're meeting her in the middle. And I feel like questions sometimes can feel like arsenal, like could feel like attack. Like because you're asking a question, you're off the hook because you asked the question. The other person has to like mm. open up to answer. Yeah. Right. So I'm wondering whether if you were to ever to do it again, Imagine the set of questions that you want to ask her and then prepare your side of the answer, mm. right? And then share that and then, you know, and then she can meet you in the middle rather than you kind of going, answer my question. And she's going, oh, I don't even want to be here. I don't know why I'm here and da, 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 all the things that come out. You know what I mean? And there's a, a lot of this and this would, I think, also solve your problem of like, there's no conversation, right? But there's two sides of a conversation. You could have taken care of your side of the conversation mm. And she might have shown up differently because she would be like, oh, I see. Like, we're sharing now. Because technically speaking, it's low stakes for you because you're just, you already do this yeah. already. And you're just asking questions. You're not really opening up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the high stakes for me is the audience that's their part. But in terms of like it being on the internet, it's like, I don't give a fuck. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So just maybe acknowledging like, you know, when I was at boarding school for four years and then and whatever, and I went away from you, you guys, my sisters were in the back of my mind. Like I felt disconnected and at times I was wondering like how I could be a part of the family, you know, and I was wondering what was going on with you. I know you had some hard times. You don't have to reveal sure, the sure. details and see if you can like, you could have coaxed her out of it. And I imagine maybe just as a, when you're having a relationship with her, instead of sort of saying, I want to be your older brother, I want to be your older brother, uh, maybe show up with like, I would like a sister, younger sister to be this, mm -hmm. you know, and like, what do I want out of a younger sister? It also, this also just shows the partial bullshit of my thoughts of how families just like, Oh, what? They're just other people. Like we're all just blood mm. and whatever with genetics. Why is that a priority? But at the same time, I'm clearly treating her differently than like, I would never let any other guest pull this. Mm -hmm. Like if, there, if I, if I was doing a live one-on-one -on -one show, I would never let a guest get away with this bullshit. Because mm -hmm. this is, in my opinion, it is bullshit, mm -hmm. even though I'm not necessarily handling the best way, but I would never let someone get away with the like the, the evasions mm -hmm. that she's doing. And yet, clearly, I'm scared to push back because she is my sister. Mm -hmm. And so clearly, that does 
you know, it does show like I do allow that to have some hierarchy uh, in my life. She, you were at the beginning, you were at the beginning of her life. So I don't, it's genetics and all that kind of stuff, but also just like those initial connections set us up for the rest of our lives. Mm. So you were, you know, you were there at the beginning of her life. Your parents were there at the beginning of your life, you know, right? All those things. Yes, it's not just genetics. They were just there at the beginning. They were the first imprints. They were the original imprints for these things. So they do, they are different than everything else, you know? Mm. I, and I think it's like partly genetic, but partly because they were there first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I've tried to do it off mic. It doesn't work, so I'm trying to oh do it now. I love you. We don't. I, no, we don't. <laughs> It's just not true. I'm going to open it up to Q&A you know, like, for a few. No, no, no. But here's the thing. Oh. I'm just going to stand for a second because Please. I have a camel toe. You're, Fuck yeah. You're making, me look, you're making me look like a bad guy. I, don't, like, I just want to hold your hand. Put the wine down. Put it aside. Hold my hand. Okay. You're making me look like the bad guy. I think I'm a really good sister. I've been through a lot of shit, mm-hmm. and I really try to be there for you through your shit. Yeah. And we're all going through shit all the time, constantly, every single day. Strangers. I'm constantly working on making people feel better sure. about themselves. I'm telling strangers I like their shirts, and that their shoes are cool, and that their eyelashes are super long and pretty, and I'm trying to make everyone feel good, and I'm really just doing my best. That sounds so, so tiring, though. I just... That no, sounds so tiring. I'm not that tired, which is amazing, but... <laughs> I really, really just like, I just want to put it out there, like not really because I care what any of you think, even though I like you and you all seem like amazing people, but I'm really not a bad person. I'm not a bad sister. So that's... And that was all a beautiful, wonderful sentiment if it was all true. If her like being there for me through my shit and all that stuff was a constant true statement, Mm -hmm. that would be a beautiful, awesome sentiment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think she has an idealized vision of what the concept of family is uh-huh. and then fits us into that TV, whatever TV show story like archetype mm-hmm. she has found our family to fit in. But it's just not, it's not the reality. It's not your reality. Sure. I wonder if... Effie, don't you know that my, object, my <laughs> reality <laughs> is, is what the reality of is? Of course, yeah. of course. I am the most objective human yes, in all of Bush. Yes, work. and we <laughs> merely serve your reality right here. Um... I wonder, again, I don't, it's really hard to tell from mm-hmm. not being there. I wonder if she feels like she is there for you through mm-hmm. your shit. And what that looks like for her is like radical acceptance. I don't know. I don't even know if that is it. Like the fact that. Define radical acceptance? Like that all the shit that you're doing, she's still choosing to be your sister and, and, and like be there and like not. Mm-hmm. The, I, don't, I don't know. Does she give you a hard time about the things that you do? Outside of the, that Instagram cunnilingus story thing, no. Okay. She usually doesn't want too much information, but she's like, yeah, do you. Yeah. Maybe her way of like being there for you, because that's kind mm-hmm. of a subjective thing, right? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. For some people, being there for somebody is like tucking them in at night and bringing them soup, whereas others is like texting to say, are you okay? And the others are like not disturbing you because you're sick, mm-hmm. right? So like three people say you're sick and they're going to be there for you. Three different methods would be somebody comes over, brings soup, tucks you in, takes your temperature, you know, make sure that you have a, you know, what you need. That's one way. Another way is to like text and say, let me know if you need anything, right? That they're being there for you. And the third way is I'm not going to call and disturb you or text you because I, I want you to be able to get rest, right? So those three people may believe that they're being there for you. Mm-hmm. It just looks different. I wonder what her love languages are. Right. That might be a very interesting totally. thing. 
Maybe that's the next. Maybe that will be the first thing I'll do. Like after this recording, with in terms of communicating with her mm. and just be like, "Hey, I'm sending you this link. Like, take one of these fun quizzes. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. But, but secretly, it will give me some information that might be valuable. Yeah, sure. I mean, love language stuff is great. Um, uh, you know, ask her. Try to ask her questions like, um, what does it look like when you know? What does it take for you to? I mean, you can just send her to love language stuff, and that's like one contained way of thinking about it um there are limitations with that model though it's a great conversation starter but just ask her like what makes her feel loved what makes her feel seen what makes her feel heard and how she shows love and how she shows that when she's when she's like holding space for someone mm. right so just like ask her more open questions rather than like what's your love language because i think that's like a fun puppy way of talking about it but i think there's limitations sure um but it's a you know it's a great start so like ask her she she feels or that she's saying out loud like she was there for you through your shit like what does she feel like she did to be there you know it might just be like leaving your leaving you be and not judge you might be her way of being there for you mm. that's that's a really fair point you know what i mean i don't, I don't know i don't know where no, but, no, no, yeah. but it, it, it is a fair point uh -huh. friends and family Whoop. pandering Whoop. No, but Kelly, like, no one's calling you a bad guy. I'm just saying, like, There's I... implications, extensive implications, and I'm enough. Enough is enough. I don't think implications is the word you wanted, but that's okay. You were so close. Um, I... That was weirdly condescending I, I for no reason. Yeah. But I went to Boulder. I don't know, guys. But Kelly, no Kelly... Buffs. Kelly. I had fun. I don't want compliments and, like, I love yous. I want just your time. I want, like, your I attention. I want Bitch, to... I'm here. Kelly, Kelly, no... Yeah, they, that was a whole thing. Stop. That's exactly what I mean by I think she thought what I wanted and or needed was her to physically do the show. Mm. I don't think she realized that it's actually worse for her to do the show and do this than to say, Billy, I just don't think that's something mm. I can mm -hmm, do. Because mm -hmm, yeah. then I can pursue other options. Mm -hmm. I can do another kind of show. Uh, one other idea I had was doing a show with Metamores because mm -hmm. I have a partner who lives in Davis and mm -hmm. maybe I was like, oh, maybe I'll try to connect. Maybe I'll try to, what would you say, hotwire intimacy mm -hmm, yeah. with like three Metamores of mine or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought this would have been a more compelling, yeah. I thought it would have been a more compelling idea. I don't want to constantly be the last person in the family who finds out something major about your life. I've told you this for many years That's because fair. it makes me continue to feel like the other and the ugly black sheep of this family. And I would have liked to start talking about it 20 minutes ago but now I got to go to Q and A. I love you. I love you too, Aww. but I wish you would like you know talk to me more. I love you. Yeah, see, but they all wish you were talking to me more too because oh it's very God, tepid. Okay, can I like have one day to like start like doing better? Like I don't know what everyone. I mean, today would have been good. just. It's just like that day would have been a great day to have started. Like yeah. the next day, the day after is fine. Just like the show would have been a good starting point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to switch to circle a, back. Put it on the cal. Well, let's. You know? Let's try a Q&A. Let's see if someone else asking her a question is different. Here. If you have a question for me, for Kelly, that clock is fast. I will let you know, know when it's fine. Time. I'm fine, whatever. 8.30. Who needs I booked you months ago, and this concert whatever. was very recent, okay? Who's got a question for either me, Kelly, Morgan. or both? Anyone text me? Kelly, I do no need you. Texting. Kelly. Okay. Kelly. I'm fine. <laughs> yes. Um, the question was, Kelly, what do you love about your brother? Uh-huh. His ability to just literally not give a fuck and love himself, even though he has some things he's always dealing with. He loves the shit out of himself. That's so indicative of how little you know me, because I couldn't hate myself more. Yeah, but, and you, I'm, but you 
I am so vocal about it. But you don't, and you're so vocal about it, but you do deep down love yourself because you do what you do every single day and you don't Okay, stop. No, I don't. Everybody, be very clear. I don't love myself. How dare anyone slander me in such a way? Do not spread those lies. (laughs) That's interesting. That's how she perceives you. That's interesting, right? That's an interesting insight. That's how she sees sees you as like somebody. I think when she says you love yourself, I think I'm wondering if she means like in an egotistical kind of way. Like, is that is that a way? I think she's okay. In the moment when this happened, even when I first played it back. I thought that this was her being surface level and mm. thinking, what is a good answer? Mm-hmm. Like, what what does a good sister say? What does a nice like? What's a nice mm. compliment to say? Whether regardless of if it fits this person, of mm. what's nice to say? Oh, I love how much you love yourself. Mm-hmm. I thought she was just saying to say it, and you have opened me up to maybe, maybe mm-hmm. my perception of reality isn't the objective truth, right? jury's out on it but you know it, yeah, it maybe yeah, yeah. and in that in in that reframing then th- maybe that is how she perceives me through what i do for work and the limited posting that she sees of me and, and so yeah yeah so i feel like yeah i mean i i, I mm, so you is, is this a stock answer and the question number one is it a stock answer she's just being nice i'm not sure i it felt genuine mm-hmm. and i think if yeah i mean i think it gives you insight into like how she perceives you um and i think also, it might be because because you guys don't have a deep connection. She does see the surface of you, mm-hmm. which you do present. Like she, she sees a presentation of you, right? And I know I know that part of you that comes across that way. But I also happen to know you in a way that some of you know a lot of your. He doesn't love himself. <laughs> it <doesn't> like, <laughs> I don't think that. I think a lot of your work is driven by your pain and like processing your pain, like access the. Uh, like exercising your pain, I think like some of that that's kind of like where you, that comes from. But I happen to know behind this mm. behind the the curtain, right? I think from the outside, a fan maybe would say something like that. Mm. It's kind of interesting that your sister is, is like has a fan's point of view. Like she knows you through your Instagram and the podcasts and the branding, you know. And 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 she doesn't like she just hasn't looked behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. I feel like that's something like a fan would say. Oh, oh Billy, you know, like he, a fan might believe that your insecurity is a part of your comedic brand. Right. That deep down you actually like confident and know yourself, and like you're like I'm all about Billy, go Billy, and my comedic persona is this like insecure guy. You know, you know what I mean. Like yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. how, and I, it feels like. Are you, wait, so you're you're saying that the outside the the fan perspective of me is yeah, Billy says he's so insecure, but like he's probably he's probably playing it up for comedic effect. Yeah, I've, okay. I'm not saying all your fans, no, no, but no, I can but say a fan. That's a perspective. Yeah, like okay, a fan can be like, oh, like you know, because the things that you do do stuff is so daring, right? Mm. So I can see how I can I can see why a fan would come to that conclusion. Gotcha. I just happen to have an insight into the, you know, so I know it's a slightly different setup, but it's interesting, I guess, how your sister sees you, mm-hmm. which, you know, it, it's, it goes, I mean, it's, I think it's a testament to the lack of uh, intimacy you two have, like closeness that you two have and, yeah. the, and a deeper connection that you have. Um, to me, that's like, okay, this, 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 this statement is like, okay, you guys need to spend more time together. And yeah. I think, 
Kelly, if you're listening, we need to just like go on vacation, just you and me. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Cabo. Come on. I know you like Cabo. Let's go to Cabo. <laughs> You'll get some good Insta shots. Uh-huh, I'll uh-huh. get a tan. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's like immersive experience, a good idea or like <laughs> have you don't have like the ability to say, hey, you like, OK, for example, mom and dad or just maybe dad. Um, just like not being like the most supportive at first about what you're doing like you believed in yourself like A also you're wearing my date shirt that I bought you for Christmas which I love I know it's my date shirt because she gave it to me for Christmas and said this is your date shirt and I was like okay it's just like it makes him look he he just like looks like it brings out his eyes he has really pretty eyes Um, but you just you're, you're true to yourself like you don't you're not going to change what you're doing because of someone else's opinion, and mm. I appreciate that about you. Okay. I also do think you love yourself. Like, no offense. Like, I know you like deal with some insecurities, but like, you're for the most part like you some insecurities. Okay. I mean, but like Sam, so it's fine. I think there's a question over here. I saw a hand pop up. No. Somebody asked uh, Kelly, "What's Billy's like biggest obstacle?" I don't. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> If I... If you um, talk to me more, you might know. Oh. Shush. Literally shush. Maybe that, like, maybe, like, moving forward. Like, I don't know. Like, I love you to death. But, like, maybe, like... I'm really bad. But, like... They can, but the... Like, he's an amazing... Like, if you want me to speak honestly and candid, like, maybe, like, taking things, digesting them, like, and, like, moving forward. Wait, wait. You mean, like, centering my career on talking to people from the past might not be healthy? Talking, like, I think that there is a part of, of, like, therapeutic behavior and revisiting obstacles and, like, hardships from your past um, and talking about them is definitely helpful, but there is a part that takes a lot of hard work and that's what moving forward requires. So you can talk about your past all you want, but, like, if you harp on it, that's not saying that you do. I'm just speaking generally. Um, Moving forward is a different story, and it takes like ten times as much work as to revisit something from your past. Mm-hmm. Okay, stop. Oh, this is like the ju- probably the juiciest. Like the Q and A's are like the juiciest bit of the yeah, whole thing. They, everyone else should have just uh, should have been doing. Uh, someone else should have hosted it. So maybe I need yeah. Terry Gross. I I don't know if she was available, but uh, she yeah. for sure, sure. So it's interesting. So a couple of things like that that I hear there. Right. One of them is. So by the way, the answer to that question. What what's the biggest obstacle for Billy? Yeah, what do you think? Billy. Ah! <laughs> um, so I think I think that's the case for most of us. So I, I think uh, uh, so. A lot of your work is 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 interesting. So I think a lot of your work is sublimation. Do you know what sublimation means? Uh-huh. So sublimation is like one of the core defense mechanisms. Um, people talk about uh, Sigmund Freud a lot. So his um, daughter Anna Freud. Uh, also a Bronian psychologist, mm. uh, came out with the 10 defense mechanisms. So way that we, def- you know, when we feel defensive, like different strategies. Um, and sublimation happens to be one of those 10 and happens to be the most mature and well-adjusted one. <laughs> Billy is like, check me I, w- I was so nervous this was going to be a negative thing. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know you were going to like low-key compliment me. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, I think a lot of your work is sublimation. Essentially, it means that you take the negative things around you and you process it into um, something that is positive. So, for example, um, you know, uh, you, you know, Van G- typical examples like Van Gogh took his like depression and made you know Starry Nights, which is this sure. beautiful you know colorful thing, right? So sublimation is like you know 
or in like darkest darkest ways if somebody has like urges for um i don't know uh this is going to be really dark uh let's say like pedophilia and they're like holy shit i know that's wrong uh instead i'm gonna you know work really hard and donate create spongebob squarepants (laughs) that's what actually happened (laughs) is that right that's scary (laughs) or like you know i'm gonna work really hard and i'm gonna give like 20 percent of my income to child charities and i'm not gonna go anywhere you know like you know so like that's sublimation like like that's taking something negative and 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 uh, wrapping up into something positive a lot of art comes from sublimation right you see that's why like um all those like pained artists coming out with beautiful songs and that's the sub- process of sublimation. So I think some of that is that you're processing like a lot of your mm. stuff as I think is sublimation. Um, so I think, but she sees that as an, as a negative quality. Mm. And I think what, what I'm hearing her say is like, Oh, you're stuck in the past. Like you don't move on. And I think part of that is true. Cause I think you sometimes do struggle to like move on, let it go. Yeah. I don't think move on, let it go. Mm. Right. And what she, but she values that, which I think, explains why she's not holding on to the memories like she moves past without like take like learning and analyzing looking into it before like yeah. picking the meat off that bone and then when that bone is done when you've done all the right. sublimation yeah. uh when you've picked all the meat off the bone then you can toss that bone into the past right because now you've like digested everything literally oh look i didn't even plan for that metaphor to be a digesting <laughs> yeah. thing but it works you digested it and now you can move forward right exactly, mm, exactly. i love a good accidental <laughs> metaphor um so yes i think she's she thinks that moving on without processing is the is the name of the game yeah so she's like you're stuck in the past you don't move on look at me i move on um, and I think the answer is the combination of the both of you, right? Sure. You need to process and move on. I think the moving on part that you struggle with, I think for her, she doesn't process. She's just very good at moving on. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Let's see if there's any others that are directed at her. Okay. okay. That's my take on it. Yeah. I think that was like really good. No offense. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked, like, when did she find out, like, what I was doing? Uh-huh. Uh, no, we, yeah, we, no, we, like, I think we knew right from the jump. Well, I mean, I have the same name as Dad, by the way. So, like, you Google him, well, you right. find the show. It was like a, <laughs> yeah, but that's not that's not how we knew. I mean, I just remember, like, I don't ever remember like being in the dark and then being like, oh my god, what the fuck? My brother has a sex podcast. Weird. I just remember being like, weird. Billy's starting a sex podcast. Um, whatever. And then like it was became the norm and like. It's not something that I even like. Like, yes, obviously, sometimes they sometimes okay, so, it's uncomfortable. By the way, that's a great question that you could have asked. Well, how, well, I knew. Well, I because I knew the answer to. I knew like she. I told everyone in the family. But that, but but audience don't know that, right? Sure, so sure. you could be like, like, how did you find out about me doing? Do you remember how you found out about me doing a? Sure. You know podcast what, what was, was your initial feeling? what was your initial uh, feelings right you so like take over warm- my show you should do the show <laughs> yeah. i should i'm canceled <laughs> no no I, I think it's doing it's hard doing it with your sister like yeah. i think you've picked like that you you would okay let's put it this way i think you attempted something that is actually a lot harder than you realize mm-hmm. i think i think you had a good idea you thought it was going to go great you had a vision of what it's going to go I like i was going to sell out yeah i was wrong <laughs> right right i think i think the whole thing about this project was like just misaligned all the way through. And yeah. I think you should just like learn from it. I think don't beat yourself up over it. Don't beat your sister up about it. I think what you attempted is a huge thing. Mm. You wanted to like bring on family that has no experience on being on stage and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, with, uh, you know, a, 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 um, 
a labored relationship and you wanted to like hotwire intimacy, have this amazing conversation. You need to trademark that phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great phrase. <laughs> and like, and you want an audience to be like engrossed in it all and the, the conversation to flow and, you know, for her to be like open up, like the person hasn't opened up in 23 years, like for yeah. immediately open up. I'm like, it's just a bit, you've set yourself a massive goal. Sure. I command you for attempting it. Good job for attempting it. Don't ever stop attempting like crazy ass things. Sure. That's what makes you you. I think though, this is one of those situations where it's just, you didn't yeah. get there. And I think, um, take your sister's advice, move on. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, and realize it's no one's fault. It's just a massive feat that you embarked on. Mm -hmm. And this one didn't pay off, right? Yeah. You're, you're, right. you're a gambler. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> you gambled it, hard and right. this one didn't work out. And I was disappointed and I let myself be disappointed for about 24 to 48 hours. I think yeah. by the time I got on the plane to leave the bay, I think I was letting go. I, I had let go of that. The content itself was not great. Yeah. That I was, I've not been mad about. I told you this before. What I was mad about and still, I mean, like, I'm not salty enough, like, oh, fuck Kelly. Mm -hmm. It's just, I am a little salty about it, is that the disrespect of we scheduled this months in advance. She knew that the show was going to be 7.30 to, like, 9. I was mm -hmm. like, that's, I was like, I need you from 7.30 to, like, 9. So, like, really more like 7 to 9 because, mm -hmm. you know, pre-whatever. So that's the block of time. She knew that. And then this boy who's mm -hmm. newish in her life mm -hmm. asked her to a concert. Mm -hmm. And it's not her like favorite band. She doesn't have to go to this concert. It's not, it's a concert she could say like, Hey, I have a prior commitment, mm -hmm. but she said, yeah, no, of course. And mm -hmm. then like in all that realize, didn't realize that by doing so, she's abandoning, abandoning a commitment she made. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something Kelly does do a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't think she knows what true consequences. Mm -hmm. and I don't think she knows what commitment totally is to like like having these obligations i think she does do a lot of great things so like kelly if you're listening i it's not, i'm not saying you abandon every obligation i'm not saying you're bad at mm -hmm. your job i'm not saying that no one can trust you to do anything but i do think you do not oh, that word but what can i say that do i say and period or and period or and mm. period i think you do all the things you do period mm -hmm. i also think that you sometimes don't prioritize things in a great way. Mm -hmm. I was salty that. And then even when I accepted, when she showed up the day of the recording saying, Billy, I have to be up at this time. I said, okay, look, I will get you out on time. Don't look at the clock because it's fast. I will get, trust me, I get you out on time. And by, and whatever you do, do not say to the audience, mm -hmm. Hey guys, I got to get going because of a concert mm -hmm. because they paid to be here. And like, that's a fuck you to them. It's also mm -hmm. a fuck you to me and what I do for mm -hmm. work. So that I genuinely was and or slightly am mad mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. Uh, or, or at least feel disrespected. Sure. About. Uh, but the content part, like I'm willing to let that go. Yeah. I get that it was a high ask. Barton and clear, it happens. And like that part I do, like mm -hmm. it's fine. It's a high ask, by the way, it's a high ask for both of you. It's a high ask of yourself to be able to objectively interview your sister. Or is it, if I am actually going to be incredible about, about at what I want to do, don't I need to be able to clear that bar? Right. That, I, I, it's, uh, that's just the that's the the rhetorical question that I think then in response. Yes, yes. And I don't know, I would do some research on like the best interviewers of mm -hmm. the world if they've ever interviewed their own family. family. Actually, I think Seth Seth, Seth Meyers Seth does Myers. it, does it in one of like yeah. the, he does a family interview. Just sure. watch that and see how that that's goes. That's probably comedy, right? It's, yeah. Yeah, so uh, like, Well, it's in a, in a, it's in a show. So Sure, sure, sure. 
I don't know. Like, see, but I think I I wouldn't be surprised if people who interview, you know, like b- the, the good interviewers of the world, uh, w- would would struggle with interviewing their own family. So you set a high bar for your sister and yourself. I, my humble opinion. Thank you. Okay. Um, three things I picked up from your so you being mad and feel, feeling disrespected, one hundred percent valid. You, I know how much you care about your work, mm. and I know like it's it's you know, very ingrained into who you are because that's what you bring. It's important to you. And I know how professional you are behind the scenes. My guess is that... You worked so hard not to say but. No, 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 <laughs> no. Um, not at all. Because my guess is that your your sister, who I am now imagining has a fan perspective of you, yeah. thinks that you're this goofy guy that kind of flies by the seats of his pants, just like pulls in random people for him. You know, like... The, the Billy Percy, the, the man whore, right? Mm-hmm. The humor, the the, the the lightness. She might not be aware of how much real work you put into this, mm-hmm. right? You come here, you have better you have better notes about your, inter- you know, like you have better notes than I do about my podcast, right? So, like, I don't think people realize how much real hard professional work gets into this because the podcast is like fun and light and you're being funny yeah. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You're being honest, but ultimately you're being funny, um, I imagine that that she, your sister doesn't realize how much genuine, hard, professional work is done for the show. Mm-hmm. So that might be why she is like, "Oh yeah, I can just cruise in." Like I can leave early. I can leave early, right? So I think yeah. it's just like because I think she does has this. Like, as I said, it's like pa- fan perspective of you. That's one thing. The other thing is I imagine again these are things I just imagine from what I picked up um, is that she just hasn't had a life where she was accountable. She was kept accountable to things. Hmm. And in her defense, we were raised in an area, an affluent area in New oh. Jersey, where you don't you don't get held accountable to as much stuff as a uh. let's say a low income area or like a black and brown area. Like mm. it's a type. It's not that she does, but it was the type of area where if you crash daddy's, if you crash the Beamer you got for your 16th birthday, mm-hmm. daddy will likely buy you a new one, mm-hmm. or okay. he won't buy you another Beamer, but like you'll get an Audi. I guess uh-huh. like, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that type of neighborhood. Yeah. So. So I th- I think like yeah. those are the factors. So um you are you are completely entitled to feeling the way that you do. I totally understand why. Mm. Just as a I guess a a, a way for you to just, like move on sure, sure. is to realize like your sister I don't think she's consciously doing that. I don't think she's she, I don't think she, she set off that day that evening to be like I'm going to fuck up Billy's show. Oh, the third thing I wanted to add to her yeah. equation is um the little bit about we found out about the boyfriend, the new boyfriend, a- Andrew. Andy. Yeah. Andy. Um, is that she cares about this person. And we know that she struggles with connection. Mm. So I imagine saying no, I can't come. Like saying no, I can't do this. I can't. I, sorry, I can't come to this. Like you're inviting me out. I like you. I don't know if you like me. So I'm like going to be extra tentative about this relationship. So when you ask me out, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say no because I don't want you to be like, oh, well, you don't want to come, then I'm gonna take somebody else, right? Mm. So I can imagine. Oh, it sounds like this relationship is important to her. It's one that she doesn't see the other side, like she can't read the other other side. Sure. Also, you're saying she's pretty uh, and popular. I bet there's a lot of guys after her. Yeah. So it sounds like she's also in this relationship where she's, you know, she's, it, it's now on the other side. Like she likes this person and she can't tell if mm. they like her or not. So those are the three things that I would consider. I, I, it comes up for me in her, in her response. Like one, this, this other relationship, she probably is not in a place where she can say no yet mm. or she worries about it too much. Two, um, 
I don't think she realizes to what extent how much work goes into this. You know what I mean? And I don't think that she realizes that. And she just thought that she can come and go. Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't think anything with Kelly is is ever truly malicious. Right. I, I just, I find a lot of it to be immaturity or aloofness or mm-hmm. whatever. And that frustrates me because I want her to be, I mean, and this, this is a, well, Billy, too bad. Like, it's not your problem. Let her learn mm. how she learns. But there's this, you know, there is this, like, I want you to be mature. She had a thousand, when we, my sister and I had to, like, really heart yell, we kind of had to semi yell at her, like, you can't just have a thousand dollars of outstanding mm. parking tickets. Mm-hmm. You can't be mom. Like, they will, they will have a bench warrant for your arrest. You have to pay these. Mm-hmm. And, like, she makes good money. So we're like, no, no, you have to pay these. Mm-hmm. And, and I would just never, Neither me nor my other sister would let ourselves have a thousand dollar in parking mm-hmm. tickets, mm-hmm. and so again, I don't think it's malicious. I just like it's this frustrating immaturity where I'm like, I want you to, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I know I have to have my hands off there because I'm mm-hmm. not her father, mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and something I think she does that well to you. This might well to you that actually you might want to like she she role models without realizing something. I don't know if, how genuine it is, but she's like. She says, I love you. I've never heard her say, I love you, but in this recording. I don't, I don't know. Okay. So she's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, I feel like a lot of the time you say, I love you, but I need you to be mature. I love you, but I need you to connect more. I love you, but I want you to call me more. Right. Okay. So maybe instead of like, just spend that period like you did when you were calling her, instead, see if you can spend a period of time where you're just, I love you, period. And I have no expectations of you. Just a, a while. A hundred. And she sends me those kinds of texts. A random I love you, period. And I go like, and, and again, this might just be how the, our, where we have different viewpoints. What we talked about earlier, mm. where I find that to be weightless. Mm. And maybe to her, she's like, I'm going to text Billy that I love him. Just because mm. just I was thinking of him. And I view it as like, oh, you just text me. Or like maybe you're just doing this because you think this is what you're supposed to do. Mm. And I know some of that is just some of that is also me, and I do need to kind of let go of that viewpoint and accept how people express themselves. Uh, but so, so I think that, that, yeah, yeah, no, that would be a great idea to just like, yeah, to do what she does exactly. And try that out. Yeah, just like so every now and then, instead of calling her and asking her a bunch of questions, just be like, "I love you, sis. Mm-hmm. I hope you well. You know, that's it, and leave it to me and see what happens." Kelly, I love you. What Period. Period. Nice. Uh, Effie, thank you so much for sitting down and and helping me with, out with this. You're and, welcome. Uh, you know, where can people find you, or if they're just like, "Wow, you're brilliant," does she do <laughs> Skype sessions? Uh, and yes, she does. Yes, uh, I do. <laughs> tell us where they can find you. Sure, yeah, out. I do do Skype calls. I do. If you're in New York, we do in person sessions. Um, you can find me at effieblue.com. E F F Y blue like the sky dot com. I'm all over Facebook and Instagram. Coach Effie Blue. Uh, and if you're, you know, if you're looking for a fun event to go to, I have a, a community organization that organizes a bunch of events, socials, parties, um, seminars, panel discussions called Curious Fox. And you can find that all over the internet. Um, it's a great Facebook uh, page for it, right? Yeah, wearecuriousfoxes.com. Uh, so it's we, the, the website is wearecuriousfoxes.com and okay. everywhere is at wearecuriousfoxes. Um, and then um, really those are the best places. I have a new project. Well, I have a revised project, which I, uh, for so play party etiquette. We are doing mm-hmm. the second edition. So if you're interested in sex parties and you want to know, like, how. This is the book? This is the book. Okay. 
Um, it's now getting an amazing um, uh, revamp illustrated by an incredible artist friend of mine. Uh, so if you're interested in sex parties and you're like, how do I do that space? Um, check out playpartyetiquette.com. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for having me on your show, Billy. Thanks for having me. Why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye. And keep listening to Billy. Oh, thanks. And if Kelly's listening, you can say goodbye to Kelly. Goodbye, Kelly. You're doing a good job. Aww. At a bare minimum, I guess I could interrupt less. I'm going to actively make sure I'm, I'm doing that. Feel free to email me, by the way, with your comments, your questions, your titty pictures, or to say, Billy, you're still interrupting people at manwhorepod at gmail.com. You can follow me on the socials. Just search Billy Presida. That's P-R-O-C-I-D-A. Honestly, I'll pop right up. And if you enjoyed this and you want to hear those TMI facts and you want to hear Kelly's reactions to them, there is a free bonus episode available right now on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast. You don't need an account to listen to it, but if you do make an account and click the follow button, you'll be updated every time I post free content on that platform. Next week, uh, we return with a, uh, a Twitter personality I'm fond of, Thought Scholar. That's T-H-O-T. That stands for that hoe over there. But we'll get to her next week, everybody. Until then, y'all stay slutty. Oh, God, I'm getting fired. Um, <laughs> when I watch porn, I usually have MSNBC on in the background. I love you, Rachel Maddow! What does that even mean? This is what I'm that I'm living with here. She th she doesn't know if MSNBC is like an app or a channel or like a Snapchat filter or a scalable. <laughs> MSNBC is where they used to play the news, okay? And there's a right. there's a woman yeah. named Rachel Maddow who's going to change the world when she runs in 2028, okay? Um,